7.30 p.m., a body was recovered from the Red River near the Alexander Docks. For six serial killers to be operating in that town. An Amber Alert is still in effect in parts of Canada for a two-year-old girl. An Ontario woman says her father committed brutal murders and buried the body. Millions of dollars worth of maple syrup has been siphoned off from storage in Quebec. With the crime covered up. had planned for a year to steal it and kill its owner. You ever been interviewed by the police in a, in a room like this before? No, like, <laughs> elaborate on uh, the, the show where we <laughs> talk show. about Canadian crime <laughs> okay. and the law. There you go. <laughs> so sorry. One of these days. I kept on thinking that you'd have the music, <laughs> and then I would speak. So I like left it a little Just silent. for music. Yeah. Singing it in your head. I am. I am. <laughs> all those fancy clips you put together of all I those know. newsies speaking. A brilliant stuff. You did a good job on that. Thank you. No problem. I give credit where credit is due. Thanks. So, um, what, uh, how are you? <laughs> hot. It's really hot. And so I'm really hot. It is. The humidity today <laughs> yeah, is brutal. There's supposed to be crazy. thunderstorms. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a thunderstorm when we well, do this pod. Probably when I'm driving is when we'll get the thunderstorm because that seems to be the how way. It goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be tonight, I think. It's supposed to be the deal. Okay. And it'll just follow me all the way back to Yeah, Toronto. like a gargamel <laughs> cloud, like just exactly. chasing you down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh-huh. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Sweaty, maybe a little stinky. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, I'm. I got hit on the head by three or four liquor bottles <laughs> this morning um, at uh, about seven thirty. <laughs> and what were you doing with your liquor bottles at seven thirty in the morning? <laughs> so I have a house guest, and he was he was pissed off because. Um, uh, there was a plumbing, plumbing issue at yeah. like five in the morning when he went to work. So he was all sweary and stuff. So I couldn't sleep. And I was like, okay, so I'm moving soon. So I was just reorganizing things. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to put these liquor bottles up on the shelf. Little did I know the shelf was not exactly the most stable thing. Yeah. So I got like seven bottles up there. And then all of a sudden the whole thing just tipped over and like three just clocked me right in the head. And they're like a good seven feet up. And I was just yeah. like... It hurt so much. And then there's just shattered bottles. Like I, I lost like an $80 bottle of wine and like Aww. a couple other things. And I was like, son of a... And then like... I would have sat down and cried. Well, I couldn't sit down because there was glass all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so... I need a good cry uh, and then I can deal with this So situation. I actually... You can see this nice lump yeah, that a I have. Goose egg. Oh, it's massive. Yeah. It hurts. Stop poking at it. It's so hard not to. Ow. 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 <laughs> so... So I was like, I was like, great. I have a plumbing issue. My toilet overflowed at 5 a.m. And then I like drop liquor over and I'm like, it's only 730. What could possibly go wrong today? Don't um, say oh, that. I should probably go buy a lotto ticket. <laughs> really? Because everything's gone poorly. So you think it's time it'll turn around? Well, everything's got to come up chilly at some point. <laughs> Does it though? <laughs> yes. If I do not believe that, I might as well just lie down and die. Lie down and die, or maybe <laughs> just drink the rest of the liquor that didn't spill. Yeah, all just over lick the floor. it, lick it off the floor. <laughs> and the worst part is, is that I when I when I spilled all the liquor everywhere, it was like really sweet liquor that I had. It was like a really nice bottle of like apple ice oh. wine and a couple other things. And then, and all I was thinking is like, oh, this is how you get ants. <laughs> 
I have not watched any of the new seasons. I've watched good? a couple episodes, but I haven't watched a lot of it. I want okay. to kind of binge it, and I was thinking of yeah, for that. that's what I'd like to We're do. talking about Archer, by the way, which <laughs> we're both fans of. If you don't know that we're talking about <laughs> Archer, well, then you can go listen to the other podcast called True North Crime. Oh, yeah. <sighs> well... Enough said about that. Yeah. That's the less fine. said about it, the better, maybe. It's fine. No, we're all friends here in the, in the podcasting world. Podcasting world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Yeah, what are we talking about today? What's our crime? What, what did you pick? Um, well, it, well, we both picked this. I think this is actually your suggestion. You wanted to. Oh, yeah. I wanted, tackle... to, branch, I wanted to branch away from murder again. Right. <laughs> again. <laughs> It always comes back to murder. Rachel's all about murder. (laughs) Love the murder. Yep. (laughs) So today we are going to attempt to tackle the issue of polygamy. Yes. Specifically Mormon fundamentalist polygamy. Mm -hmm. Um, There are other types of, well, there's a one kind of polygamy, but different ideologies, I suppose. Well, so what's the difference between polygamy and polygyny? Polygyny. 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 Thank you. And polygamy are the same thing. Okay. That's what I found in my reading as well. But it's like, it's uh, in a lot of the law documents, it would be polygyny and not polygamy. I think one word might be older. I think polygamy. I think polygamy. Oh, that's what it was. Polygamy is more patriarchal in nature, and polygyny just implies just multiple marriages. Well, that's bigamy. Bigamy is when you have more than one spouse. Right. Yes. Polygamy and polygamy are the same thing. Then there's something called polyandry. Polyandry is totally different, though. Polyandry is multiple husbands. Yes. Polygamy and polygyny are multiple wives. And then polyamorous. And polyamorous is just is multiple partners. Is multiple partners. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) then we should be clear on these things. Absolutely. So because if we're gonna go back and forth on a lot of the docs I have, say um, polygyny, which I've never said out loud before, so I'm like polygamy, like polygyny, (laughs) polygyny. I don't know. Let's go but with you, that. But you know when you like haven't ever know, totally. actually said something out loud and you're like, hmm, how sure. dumb can I, I make think. myself sound? But then like you look it up and you get the phonetic. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to read this. Still, it doesn't help. But also then I'll, sometimes you'll get the um, the phonetic aspect of it, but it will be like a British phonetic. Like if you're looking at the Oxford Dictionary, which is not the way we would necessarily pronounce the word. Oh yeah, yes. like accents and whatnot. Yeah, like like schedule or schedule. Schedule, right? Yeah. So like you look at it, and you're aluminium. Like, yeah, aluminium. Fuck you, British people. Orientate. <laughs> Please. Oh, that is one of my biggest I pet peeves. That so much. Oh, orient. Orient. The word is orient. You orient yourself to the sun. You do not orientate <laughs> yourself to the sun. I orientated when I was in. <laughs> When I worked with Aussies, they would say all the time I orientated and I would it would drive me bananas. I can't stand it. I can't. I can't. There's certain things I can let slide. Not orientate. That one. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's where you draw the line. I draw yeah. You don't have like orientation. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going? You might if you have a stutter. <laughs> that is true. And in that case it's acceptable. Okay. The only case the only where case. it's acceptable. If you have a speech impediment, yes. I'll let it slide. Anyway, so yes, we are discussing polygamy, uh, and this discussion centers on the community of Bountiful in British Columbia. Um, the okay, so the polygamist haven of Bountiful was established 
1946 by my, a man named Harold Blackmore. That year, he purchased some land near Lister, B.C., and then moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at first, it was just him and his family. But soon, other members of the FLDS, I'll get into that, moved into the area. <laughs> and the community took the name of Mount Bountiful in the 1980s, naming their settlement after a couple of places described in the Book of Mormon. Bountiful is not a municipality of any kind. It doesn't have its own government or anything like that. It's just the place where a bunch of polygamists live. Okay. So the closest municipality is Lister. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we kind of went over this. What is polygamy? Mm-hmm. Multiple wives. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So my follow-up question. What place does it have within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? In the Mormon yeah. aspect of things? Oh, let me go back to my memory. Do you remember this? Go back to your memory. Uh, I'll go back to my memory, <laughs> and it's John, John, Joe Smith, Smith, John Smith, Smith. Joe Smith. Smith. Yeah, it's yeah. Joseph Smith who went up onto a hill. And um, I don't think he went up a hill. It was like a small hill, yeah, apparently. Oh. And it's like, it's, it's like they people pretend it's like a mountain, but it's just like a knoll. <laughs> so, um, and he was spoken to by an angel and given, um, some declarations so that's more that's this is the founding of mormonism but what about polygamy in the church in the church uh well i know that you can have multiple wives because god ordained it as such yeah <laughs> okay yes as a way to get into heaven oh so if you marry lots of women you get into heaven more, more? <laughs> <laughs> there's like is that like the vip door <laughs> The like, express line. Oh man, I only had 29 <laughs> wives. I needed 30 to get in the express line. Shit. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> well, we're so we're terrible people. Okay. Yes, we are. Mormonism. That has been established That's long before now. Know, right. This isn't news. Okay, Mormonism was founded by Joseph Smith, as he said, in the 1820s. It is the only world religion that has its roots in the United States. Really? Yeah. I thought that was interesting too when I learned that. Smith and his followers had a rough go of it. A lot of folks didn't buy into his vision and his preachings. Uh, And these first-generation Mormons were routinely run out of town while others were simply killed. So a lot of persecution there. Mm -hmm. Okay, Smith was married to Emma Hale and was a loyal and dutiful husband. But when his eyes started to wander, he instituted plural marriage Mm -hmm. as a way around this whole monogamy thing. As you do. Right? When you have your own religion. Yeah, exactly. Plural marriage allows for a man to take more than one wife. Officially, polygamy is allowable if commanded by God. And according to Brigham Young, who took over from Smith. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a law firm. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> Brigham Young. <laughs> Brigham Young. Fighting for the little guy. <laughs> according to him... Polygamy would bring about the millennium and the second coming of Christ. Oh, Jesus. Smith started literally up, Jesus. Geez, literally Jesus. Smith started up with polygamy in the 1830s, and it was made official in the church in mm-hmm. 1852. Oh, that's quite a while. Yeah. So I guess it took some time to gain traction. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's an, an idea that was probably with some hardcore ideas. Idealist, yeah, yeah, that would there would definitely be for yeah. sure. 
Okay, so where am I? Smith, along with his brother, were killed by an angry mob in 1844. Mm-hmm. The mob was whipped up into a murderous frenzy by Smith's love of plural marriage. Polygamy was officially outlawed in the United States in 1882, mm-hmm. and Mormon polygamists fled to Canada to escape prosecution or persecution. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first to arrive was a man named Charles Card, who showed up in 1886, and he founded the town of Cardston, Alberta. Hmm. He lobbied the Canadian government to legalize polygamy. They outlawed it instead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, guys? I think we should just marry all these people. And they're like, no. <laughs> that is a... Bad idea. Hard no on that one. (laughs) (laughs) The first polygamy law in Canada um, was passed in either 1890 or 1893. I'm not entirely sure on the date. Um, The law specifically mentioned the Mormon practice of spiritual or plural marriage, and the wording remained the same until 1952, Mm -hmm. when a man named John Horn Blackmore who was a member of parliament for Lethbridge, Alberta, lobbied for the Mormon reference to be removed from the law. Mm-hmm. And one, obviously. Okay. Polygamy was terminated within the Mormon church in 1890, when the church president, Wilford Woodruff, issued a manifesto bringing an end to the practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, some people were getting married again and again and again. So a second manifesto was, was issued in 1904, which excommunicated all church members who refused to accept monogamy. Huh. So they got kicked out. Um, So this is when the fundamentalist splinter groups kind of split off from the church, one of which was the uh, Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as the FLDS. Right. Okay. So fast forward to 2002. (laughs) Just a few years. Just a few years. (laughs) A man named let's gloss over many uh, <laughs> years of history and yeah that's exactly what we're doing okay so in 2002 a man named Rulon Jeffs mm. is the F- he's the FLDS church leader he dies and one of two men will be his successor either Winston Blackmore who is a bishop in the church and its Canadian leader or Rulon's son Warren Jeffs mm-hmm. Warren is named church leader and depending on who you talk to, Winston Blackmore is either excommunicated or he leaves the church of his own accord. Either or. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, he'll say that he left the church. Right, but they're just like, we kicked him out. And other people will be like, yeah, he didn't win and we kicked him out. Right. So, right? It just depends. Okay, so this guy Blackmore, he'd been bishop in the church since 1980, so it's not surprising there'd be some fallout from Warren Jeffs taking over. Um, but regardless of how it happened, Blackmore, uh, as of sometime in 2002, was no longer part of the church. He founded his own fundamentalist group, the Church of Jesus Christ Original Doctrine, Inc. <laughs> Original Doctrine, Inc.? Inc., yes. Okay, we're incorporating so, now. I, <laughs> I didn't look into this too much. Um, but there was some issue with the original, with the name he initially had chosen mm-hmm. and it was some kind of like copyright issue. Oh, amazing. <laughs> wow. So that's why his church has a weird name. I gotcha. Okay. So in the schism, or sorry, the, the schism split the Bountiful community in half because this guy Blackmore was living in Bountiful at the time. Right. Canadian leader of the FLDS in Canada. Duh. Uh, (laughs) but then he splits off and forms his own group but they're still living in this community okay 
Um, so, as I said, the schism split the Bountiful community in half. About 500, I think, stayed in the FLDS church under the leadership of a man named James Oler, and the other 800 signed up with Blackmore. Huh. In his original doctrine. So he was Inc. quite uh, a charming individual, I'm guessing. It's what it's, well, because he'd been their spiritual leader for so long. Right. So I guess it was just natural for them to follow him mm-hmm. into this new church. Gotcha. But Barrett, they're still in the same place. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All living together. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Even though polygamy is technically illegal in Canada, no one bothered the people in Bountiful. Uh, That is, not until Debbie Palmer started making claims of sexual abuse. In late 1986, Debbie's 13-year-old daughter told her that she'd been molested by a family member. Her Her daughter's words awoke her own memories of abuse. She was molested when she was three and then raped at seven. And she knew she and her daughter weren't the only ones to have been assaulted in their community. Oh, that's so gross. It's awful. So she started speaking out within Bountiful. Mm-hmm. And Winston Blackmore, the community's bishop at the time, and the only spiritual leader, told her to shut up or get out. Supportive. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what solid, would solid dude. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So in February of 1988, so it's two years later... Her house burned down. No. Whether she set the fire or not, this was her cue to leave. She took her eight kids, moved to Alberta, and opened up about the sexual abuse going on in Bountiful. Mm-hmm. Eight kids. Yeah. Whew. In 1992, three men were charged and convicted of sexual abuse. As a result, social workers and the RCMP took a long, hard look at the community and other reports of incest and abuse, but nothing came of it. Debbie was contracted by the BC Ministry of Women's Equality to work on a report about Bountiful. The final report called for an investigation into forced teenage marriage, laying charges of polygamy, and creating resources for people who want to leave the community. That's and nice. again, nothing came of it. Aww. So she's commissioned to write this huge report, report. And then fuck all happens. Exactly. Aww. Yeah. That's so heartbreaking. It's awful. Like, how many, how many people were then abused because nothing happened? Exactly. Oh. Okay, so sometime before the 1990s, a man named Dalman Oler, who is James Oler's father, mm-hmm. James Oler, the current spiritual leader for right. FLDS, um, he married a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. When she gave birth at the tender age of 15, oh. BC Child Protection officials took her and her baby away from the Oler clan. No charges were laid, were laid against Dalman, and the teen mom went back to Bountiful. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that we're doing our job protecting the ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, so even before Debbie Palmer went public with her story of abuse, there were concerns about what was going on in Bountiful, but nobody was fucking doing anything about it. Mm. Um, a series of RCMP investigations... Uh, one of which lasted nearly three years, never resulted in any charges. So were these things not, like, because why weren't, why wasn't anyone being charged? I mean, obviously they're in breach of the law. Okay, well, here we go. 
Government lawyers were concerned the cases would be thrown out because the polygamists would argue religious persecution. Oh, fuck that. Religious freedom is protected by our Charter of Rights, and since polygamy, as practiced by the people of Bountiful, is a religious expression, it can't be illegal. Well, to be fair, that is what happened in the States, but that's why our law is different. Well, this is, so this, this is the reasoning why. Yeah, so they, why they didn't prosecute. Yes, that there would be a constitutional. Right, they didn't want to have to deal with a constitutional hubbub. Exactly. Okay, so the issue was dropped, at least by the authorities. Mm -hmm. Okay, when polygamy was thrust back into the spotlight in the wake of Rulon Jeff's death back in 2002, Mm -hmm. a second round of will they, won't they go after Bountiful took place. The Attorney General for BC really wanted to prosecute, believing it was totally cool to charge somebody with polygamy. He hired a special prosecutor, but that guy wouldn't do it. Nice. He wouldn't lay charges. Why? Because he didn't want to do this for the same reason, I'm guessing. Probably, yeah. So so the BC Attorney General hired another special prosecutor. Yeah, well, you know your job is just to, be, like, to protect people, yeah, right? Yeah, and then like, I think a third guy got hired. He just, like, went through prosecutors until he found somebody. Who would do it? Who would do it? <laughs> so then, That's so sad because, you know, it's like, I would think that these people would want to, you know, to the letter of the law, protect the innocent because they're part of that system. Yeah. Like, do your fucking job. Well, that's what this prosecutor wants to do. Yeah, yeah, but he can't find anyone else. Or sorry, the attorney do general wants to yeah. do, but all these prosecutors are like, no, because they're going to fight it, and then we're going to have a constitutional this constitutional law. issue. Yeah. So there being... And nobody wants to fucking deal with that's, that. And I find that sad. Yeah. Okay, so this guy, the attorney general found somebody who would lay charges. And on January 7, 2009, James Oler and Winston Blackmore were charged with polygamy. But because of how the attorney general handled the case, particularly cycling through prosecutors, yeah. the charges were stayed and the two men returned home to their many wives and children. So it got thrown out, essentially. Yeah. Which I feel badly about because it's really, it's not the attorney general's fault that the prosecutors are being. No, shit. but you can't. No, I understand. You can't just roll through everybody. And until like, you yeah, find someone. someone yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I get it. Okay. So in 2010, BC had a new attorney general, and he too was keen to deal with the polygamy issue. He sought the opinion of the BC Supreme Court, and the court put together a reference case. At the reference hearings, apostates, former church members, Mm -hmm. and experts testified to the harmful effects of polygamy, not just in Bountiful, but everywhere that is practiced. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, in addition to Debbie Palmer... A number of former sister wives spoke openly about their lives in polygamous communities. They spoke about domestic violence and sexual abuse, as well as the trafficking in child brides that takes place between polygamous communities. Professor Joseph Heinrich of UBC was an expert witness, and he talked about how plural marriage is linked to increases in crime, substance abuse, child mortality, and discrimination against women. So it kind of goes like this. When men have multiple wives, the need for younger women to meet the... There's a need for... They need younger women to meet the demand. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you end up with teens and preteens marrying older men. It's so gross. Because there's a competition. Yeah, right. Course, yeah. Um, you also get a group of men with lower economic and social status who can't find a wife. Mm-hmm. These men are more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, commit rape and murder. Uh, also, some younger men are told to leave the community in an effort to curtail competition for wives. Oh. 
Um, I believe they're called Lost Boys. Aww. These men who are kicked out. Uh, the BC Supreme Court upheld the polygamy, the polygamy law, which meant the Crown could charge Winston Blackmore and James Oler with polygamy and take them to court. Mm-hmm. But before that would happen, two other bountiful polygamists were charged. Not with polygamy, but with sex trafficking. Do you remember anything about this? I do, yes. Yeah. It was a big deal. Back in 2004, Brandon and Gail Blackmore, related to Winston Blackmore, mm-hmm. Um, but loyal to Warren Jeffs. Mm-hmm. They took their 13-year-old daughter to Arizona to marry mm-hmm. Warren Jeffs. So, so disgusting. <sighs> the two were arrested in 2016 and found guilty of taking a child across the border for sexual reasons. Well, that's exactly what they did. That's exactly. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Blackmore was sentenced to 12 months in jail. That's it? That's it. His wife got seven months. That's bullshit. Um, and then 18 months probation. Oh, throw the book at them. I know. It's disgusting. Like, throwing a book at them would probably do more damage. Like, <laughs> right. an actual book. Like, throw their Bible at them. Those things are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. Um, okay, so finally, in 2017, Winston Blackmore and James Oler were charged with one count each of polygamy and went to trial. Both were found guilty. And Blackmore attempted to appeal his verdict based on the religious freedoms afforded him by the Charter of Rights. But his appeal was denied. Mm -hmm. He's not much bothered by it because the guilty verdict makes him a martyr. Mm. Well, how nice. Um, And this whole thing was wrapped up more recently. Uh, They have been charged with polygamy, no appeals, or Mm -hmm. any appeal that they might have tried to make. They didn't. Um, was rejected. Yeah. So they're going to prison. Good. So they should. And that's really all I have to say about um, polygamy in Canada in terms of like people being inf- like actually charged with it successfully. Yeah. And prosecuted it's, successfully. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, during my research for the law, it was actually interesting because they talked about um, plural marriages, like um, polygamy in Islamic societies as well, and then mm-hmm. polygamy in um, Mormon societies. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that they noted, like, the historical reasons for both. And while one was actually um, came from, uh, what is it, um, one of the, what is it? there was, a, like, a huge battle in the Battle of Uhad. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, and it was around, like, like I don't I can't even remember what year it was like in the 14 or 15 or 1600s okay but 10 percent of the Muslim population male population was killed oh man so some of the religious leaders allowed for two or three years for them to take multiple wives but mostly because it was protecting the widows and children okay of those and so it was done as more of a protection social means right um but then it obviously became something else yeah and then I know there's a limit in Islam I think the four wives. Yes. Yeah. I do believe so. Yeah. There so is, there are no limits yeah. in fundamental so, Mormonism. And, um, and also it was occasionally practiced by Protestant religious approval, um, following the 30 years war in 1648. So just like as another kind yep. of like social. Yeah. As a social, um, yeah, because of the loss, like whenever they like, they lose a ton of a male populations, they're allowed to take, they were allowed to take second wives during a 10 year period following the war. Okay. 
Um, so, and it was, there was, uh, is similar to the Islamic requirements of fair treatment for the wives. Protestant men during this time were instructed to observe seemly behavior to make proper, proper positions for, for those wives. Okay. So, I mean, like all in all, the, the heart was in the right place. Although, yeah. but the thing is, is that they were saying that, um, that under the Mormon theology, it was actually done for more abusive yeah. And patriarchal purposes. So because uh, in the 1890s, Joseph Smith noted that, and I quote, under the law of priesthood, a man cannot commit adultery with that belongeth to him and no one else. And if he had 10 virgins given unto him by this law, he cannot commit adultery for they belong to him. If Ugh. any man have a wife and he teaches unto her the law of my priesthood as pertaining to these things, then she shall believe and administer unto him until she shall be destroyed. Ah. Saith the Lord your God. Sure. Yeah. So, and as I stated earlier, he just dreamt up this whole plural marriage thing so he could have sex with other women that he wasn't married to. So, and, and I mean, so the interesting thing is in the law, and it's never been, um, so polygamy has never been successfully defended because under the, Can uh, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, um, what they did is they actually decided that the... Well, it's not that it wasn't defended. It was never... No Sorry, successfully. ...charged yeah. because they're afraid of this conflict between the Constitution and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Yeah, and then finally when it was actually discussed, um, so what they finally found was that the uh, rights of women and children override that of religious beliefs no matter what it trumps yeah. no matter what individuals it the rights to a safety like will trump religion every single time and i think that was also for thinking that we are a very pluralistic society in our religious beliefs and that there has to be some common ground mm -hmm. for that so um and this was also brought out from uh i do believe yeah, so there was the human rights influence. So, like the African Charter on Human Rights and Peoples was uh, used as an example where they ensure the elimination of every discrimination against women and also ensure the protection of the rights of the woman and child as stipulated in international declarations and conventions. Mm -hmm. So, they actually used kind of the UN as a template yeah. to trump anything that would be considered religious. Yeah. Well, because what, like, what happens in a polygamist society, and this is seen across all polygamous societies, regardless mm -hmm. of their um, religious ideologies, mm -hmm. is that it creates competition among the men, as I said, and it sort of relegates these women to second-class citizens. Or Until just, they or shall be destroyed. Exactly. That's disgusting. So, like, women are just property or status symbols. Mm. And even among the women, then, it creates, there is a hierarchy among the wives. Yeah, the sister wives, yeah. Exactly. And it, it's really, it's destructive. Mm -hmm. And then you get this awful abuse factor that enters into it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And nobody, like, it's just, it's a terrible situation to live in. Well, so in um, the Human Rights Commission stated, and this is pretty clear, like, there's no mincing of language in this. <laughs> It's like, even if you don't know legalese, there's nothing in here that you can it's not just, understand. It's, it's just straightforward so, as a guess. So it said, it should also be noted that the equality of treatment with regard to this right to marry implies that polygamy is incompatible with this principle. Polygamy violates the dignity of women. It is an inad inadmissible discrimination against women. Consequently, it should be definitely abolished wherever it continues to exist. Yeah. Like, that's pretty, pretty, pretty clear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it contravenes a woman's right to equality with men and can have such serious emotional and financial consequences for her and her dependents that such marriages ought to be discouraged and prohibit prohibited. The committee notes with concern that some states' parties whose constitutions guarantee equal rights permits polygamous marriage in accordance with personal or customary law. This violates the cost constitutional rights of women and breaches the provisions of Article 5A of, this, of the convention. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So... So, no. <laughs> no. But again, in this country, like part of the reason I think why nobody ever did anything about the polygamists in Bountiful. Yeah, they Bountiful, just look the other way. They look the other way because, well, there's no bad news coming out of Bountiful, so why bother these good people? It's like, well, that's because nobody's fucking talking about it. Yeah. Everybody shuts up about what's going on in there. Because women they're... know you'll get kicked out, which is what happened with Demi Palmer. Yeah. Or you'll just, or you could end up killed. Who knows? Like, you or, don't, yeah, you don't exactly. know what's going on there. Or just get the no. shit kicked out of you. We have no idea what's going on. Well, we know about child trafficking. Yeah. Well, absolutely. <sighs> which is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um. So, and then you sort of run up against this idea that, okay, well, it's, it's illegal, but they'll have this sort of, this religious defense and in Canada, we're very conscientious of freedom of religion. Yeah. And it's sacrosanct, almost, that anybody can practice whatever religion they want without fear of persecution. And so there's this conflict between these two ideas that, well, polygamy is illegal for a number of very good reasons, but, well, it's sanctioned by God and it's part of my religion, so you can't tell me that I can't have ten wives. Or, in the case of Blackmore's <laughs> lawyer, which I love this quote, <laughs> says, It's not fair, Sufferdine said. It's not as if there's an allegation of serious misconduct. The allegation is simply that he has more than one wife, basically. Not that there's any complaint from anybody that he's done anything to that's hurt anybody. <laughs> Like that's not that's exactly the point we're making is that he has hurt people yeah, and, through this cultural practice. Nobody's talking about it because yeah. there's a culture of silence around all of it as well. Yeah, and there's this. Um, I Debbie Palmer. She has a book about her experiences. I think it's her. It's called Keep Sweet, and that's the motto in Bountiful is mm -hmm. that you keep sweet, so you're always happy. You're always in a good mood. You never express anything like anger or sadness yeah. or despair you have to bury those emotions yeah, and just be because everything happy and sweet all the time everything's great everything's yay exactly but everything's not great no no it's bad <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so is that is that all we have for this one yeah as i said because there's only there's only been one you know, successful i think it's an interesting part of our law and how it differs yeah. from american law for sure um, I have well, it's illegal in the states, but it's taken again. I didn't do a ton of research into this, but um, the so like with Bountiful, there is a polygamous stronghold in the United States, or like a couple of them, um, that Warren Jeffs runs and is in charge of. And the authorities in the states were getting more and more interested in him as mm -hmm. the years went on. To the point where, like, they're doing... There's, like, FBI files and stuff on them. Yeah, they? they're trying to, like... There are, like, any number of documentaries yeah. you can watch about this. Um, but they were very slow to move on him. Mm -hmm. And he hit the road. Mm -hmm. And essentially, like, kind of went into hiding, but was just... He kept mobile. He kept moving around, so they couldn't really pin him down. Because he knew that, I think, the FBI was about to... To close in on him. And yeah. To, huh. to try to bring him in. Interesting. Um, eventually, he was arrested. 
and charged, I think, with child abuse. Yeah, but they couldn't nail him for polygamy. It's kind of like the old, um, what's his nuts and taxes, tax evasion. <laughs> oh, Al Capone. Oh, no, that's how they caught him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like the child, they can't get him on polygamy. So they'll get him on, <laughs> on child, child abuse. abuse right? Because it's well documented yeah. that he abused children. Yeah. Married underage girls and had sex with them. Yeah. He had like this whole altar that was a bed uh, and he recorded. That's so gross. They, oh, it's so disgusting. Uh, okay, well. Yeah. Let's see. I want to move on to maybe something a little nicer. <laughs> All um, right, you got. Weird. I, yeah, weird. I have a yeah. weird, weird law. law. Okay. This is from a Narcity uh, All right. article. So it's got like no substance. It just lists like weird stuff. So apparently in Alberta, yeah, it's illegal to set fire to a leg of a wooden-legged man. Just <laughs> FYI. Don't know why that would be illegal. You can't set fire to a regular man's leg. But they need to stipulate, state, state it. Yeah, that no it's a wooden-legged terms. man. You cannot... Like that, there looks like kindling. (laughs) What if it's not attached to him? Or what if it's now metal? Can you? Well, like if if the leg is unattached, (coughs) can you set fire to it? I don't. I I think that it's clear that if it's a leg, you cannot set it, regardless of whether or not it's 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 attached. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) And only in Alberta. Yeah. So if he crosses into Saskatchewan, Manitoba, or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. then you're good to go you can set his leg yeah, on you fire. can go a couple provinces over you can go over to bc <laughs> it's good to go oh my god yep uh i have some weird news for you this is from a couple years ago okay but you liked it that much <laughs> but it was good so this dude in florida which is where a lot of weird news comes from uh-huh has an alias dick face johnson that's amazing <laughs> dick face <laughs> Johnson. Where'd you come up with that? I have no idea. He got arrested for some bullshit. And you know, you have to list your aliases. Yeah. Dick Face Johnson. That's wicked. <laughs> watch out, watch out for old Dick Face. He'll get you. Dick Face. And Johnson, like, come on. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, he's not gonna be the sharpest tool in the box because uh-huh. you know, he got arrested for stupid shit. Yeah, so. but still that's awesome. <laughs> Kudos to that. I don't know. Do you have anything else or no? Um, no, that's all I got for us this week. So kind of short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep sweet. Oh, no. Keeping Gross. Sweet. Please. I know. All right. Oh, no. Um, I'll recommend, um, if people are interested to learn more, not about polygamy necessarily, but about, um, the FLDS and Mormon fundamentalism. Under Banner of Heaven. Under the Banner of Heaven yeah, by John Krakauer is amazing. That is an amazing book. We both it's read that one. so good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Book yeah. review. There you go. All right. Well, book recommendation. We didn't review it. It's just a recommendation. I guess so. Um, yeah. So I guess that's it. I've been Shelly. I've been Rachel. And stay safe out there. Yeah. Yeah. And don't marry too many people or anything. No. One at a time. Yes. That is the rule. <laughs> that is literally time. the rule. <laughs> the rule of, marry the rule of law. Want, but only one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, reminds me of the power of attorney. You ever see that? No. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. I've seen that. I yeah. The and he had, he had the power of attorney. attorney. <laughs> it was his power. What did it do? It was nothing. It didn't <laughs> do anything. It was just he would be an attorney. He'd be like, I am the power of attorney. <laughs> anyway. That was a weird show. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs>